as well. Mm-hmm. Joel's probably at a seven since you're a little bit more on the quieter side. Um, yeah, so just, <laughs> yeah, just, I think you're. Te- talk- test, test one, two, is this good? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's, I think this is going to be a lot better because the game was down so much on the last four, five episodes. And uh, <laughs> it's, there, it has like a lot of like staticky sound, like that. Uh, in the background so yeah well i am super stoked are you guys ready to do this yeah all right john hit the music i'll have music uh, that probably clipped mm-hmm. um you don't have music all right hit the music john okay all right are you guys ready to have real talk Real friends and real faith. This is the Wrestling With God podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Curious Clark, and my two other hosts are with me. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves because, you know what, I don't really want to introduce you. You guys introduce yourselves. All right, I'm I'm Jonathan Helling, and to my left here is... I'm Joel Erickson. I, I had to figure out where his left was. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, left? It's right. <laughs> you know, yeah, anyways. <laughs> oh, so we're in the first ever episode of Joel. Well, so, so to speak. I mean, you did the testimony part of the thing with me several months ago, Joel. And I actually just posted that episode up. So uh-huh. it was, So it will be released a week before this episode. So, anyways, um, but yeah, this is Joel. He's a cool guy, and uh, him and I have been on street event. We've done street evangelism together before. So, um, tell us a little about about yourself while while you know, because I want the audience to know a little bit more about you. <laughs> okay. Wow, um, I should have prepared some stuff. I guess. Um, I guess I could have uh, sent you notes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, uh, yeah, I work in IT. I, I've lived in the Palouse area for, um, let's see, it's like seven or eight years now. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I'm originally from uh, somewhere else. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, uh, yeah. you know, I work at this job and I live somewhere else and, uh, you know, I drive a, I drive a car and I eat dinner from time to time. <laughs> I'm not making fun of you. It's just, no, no, that, yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out like. It's like, what, what exactly kind of like personal details do I talk about on a podcast? Yeah, I mean, you don't have to talk yeah. personal, personal. Right. Like, I will get personal, and you guys can be as personal as you want. I do recommend that with, like, work kind of stuff, like, just leave work aside. Like, you don't yeah. talk about work because yeah. I don't want, you know, we work at a place where we can't discuss, like, what's happening inside the company, really. So yeah. I can't share, yeah. pub- we can't share publicly. I don't right. know if your work's the same, but that's kind of, like, the only stigma is, or the only thing I would say don't be specific about is sharing right. work work stuff. So, okay. Yeah. Or at least on names of or, people you work yeah. with. Yeah. Well, they already know where we work, so... Yeah. And I'm already friends with people on Facebook that work at the company I work with, so it's kind of... Yeah. Work taboo, taboo subject, <laughs> unless okay. it's like really, really general. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I, I'm a fan of jalapeno cheddar Cheetos. Nice. Uh, yeah, I, I like those. Mm. <laughs> and uh, let's see, I'm trying to think of what else I can describe myself as. That's that kind of sums up. Are you nervous being ho- on hobbies? This? hobbies? You got hobbies? Oh yeah, hobbies. Yeah, I, I I've got some hobbies. I uh, I enjoy. Um, like routine uh, maintenance on various things like around the house objects, uh, cars. Um, so you can yeah, fix no, my truck. Well, right? no, I, I I can like change your oil or, oh. or maybe like the brakes you, on it. But that's yeah, you, you guys want uh, yeah. Do you uh, guys want to hear a story about my truck? Sure. All right, all right. So I've had a problem with this truck, and uh, and so the other day. My wife and I were coming. We were taking our truck to town to, you know, haul it off to the dump. And as we were coming into Moscow, the brakes just, you know, when you hit the brakes, there's kind of like some, some not give, but like, you know that there's something there yeah. pressing on. Resistance. Resistance. Mm. And the brakes just went all the way to the floor. And I was in town. And thankfully, I wasn't like driving really fast. So we pull into the Wells Fargo bank and we looked underneath the truck and the caliber there or the calibrator, the thing that holds the brakes and compresses the brakes to the rotors uh, what on the right side of the truck passenger side what fell off and was dragging against the ground. It's like I've to- had this truck towed twice in the last four times I've driven it. Didn't you just get this truck? I did get this <laughs> yeah. truck. I got this truck in August, and I've driven it four times, and twice it's busted down on me, and I've had it towed. Hmm. I, have th- I have thoughts. Okay, well, let me hear your thoughts. None of them good. Okay, I want. Yeah, I want. Yeah, that was that was a bad buy, my friend. Thank, yeah. thank you. I thank you for telling me yeah. something. I already know. <laughs> Let's just say my New Year's resolution is to not make spontaneous big. Decisions, four thousand dollar purchases. So, because <laughs> what you get is well, a four thousand dollar truck. I mean, that's what you get, right? I is thirty five hundred. But after, honestly, after repairs and stuff, is more like five hundred. So, or five thousand. Yeah. So, yeah, and it's a thirty year old truck. So, I knew, but I. Dude, I thought I thought it was a win, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. like one of those things. Like, do you keep like trying to fix it, hoping that will be the last thing, yeah. or do you just say screw it and screw like what you you put into it and just sell it and be done? Yeah. It's kind of like with gambling. Like if you gamble <laughs> and it's like ah, oh, I lost two hundred, I need to gain it back and then gamble more. It's like ah, oh, crud. Now I need. To, <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. I had a Jetta that did that to me. I thought I was going to last for a long time, and then the timing belt broke, and it's an interference engine, so everything else just crumpled in it, so yeah. it's gone. Have you had a bad car experience, Joel? I, I've i been pretty lucky. I Yeah, I did have... Um, I had a Nissan, actually, that had not a, not a timing belt, but a timing chain, which are supposed to be like never break kind of things, but <laughs> and it didn't break, but it actually like... Skipped on the 
the gear or something mm-hmm. and, and the engine got all bound up. So, yeah, yeah, that was about the worst experience I've had with a car. Yeah, well, I hope timing belt's the right term because I could be making that up. I just <laughs> pretended I know what it was. <laughs> yeah, well, I've had a timing belt issue with our van and it. We bought this $2,000 van, and it was making kind of a weird noise when we bought it. And then a couple months later, the timing belt gave out and busted, and basically we just had the van towed, and we eventually got another van, So, which is a way better van. Mm-hmm. That was probably the best purchase of our vehicles so far. And then... On top of that, after we had that little towing thing, I get into my car on Tuesday uh, in my Prius after it being parked for a week, over a week. And I guess when I put the parking brake on, the the brakes um, kind of like froze still or something to where my back tires locked up and would not hmm. rotate. Bummer. And so now I got to fix that this weekend. So I'm just having really bad car luck. Mm. But are you, I got, well, it's not really a surprise, but I got you something, John. Are you excited? Uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited. Are you? Yeah. 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 I got it for you. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. Boom. Oh, oh that's nice. <laughs> Yeah, so Joel, you'll get one too. But no, it's it's, awesome. do I need to put it on, dude? Put it on. Okay. Yeah. So what the viewers don't know, so I bought myself, John, and Joel a Wrestling with God podcast sweatshirt. And if any of you want one, they cost like fifty bucks. <laughs> so if any of the listeners want one, hit me up somehow. Uh, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, most of the people that listen to this are people from our church show. If you, any of you want one, just let me know, and I'll, I'll get you one if you, if you pay the big bucks. So. Pay the big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, for a sweatshirt, yeah, it's not bad. For a sweatshirt, it's 50 bucks. To get a regular just T-shirt is like about $40. Oh, well, thank you so much. I love it. Yeah. So, so yours is on the way, hopefully. It didn't send me an email with yours. And so I'm kind of like, I hope they sent it. If not, I'll be calling them. But maybe next week you'll have it, Joel. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, so, yeah, you know, the reason why I had you, did I tell you the reason why I picked you, Joel, to be on or at, or at least ask you. I mean, not that, you know, I was forcing you against your will or put a gun to your head. But, you know, do you know the reason why, like, I kind of, like, asked you to be a part of the podcast? I forget if I told you or not. Uh, yeah, no, you, you really didn't go into, like, oh. long explanations. So, yeah. the, so the main reason I did was because I knew I worked with you in, uh, like, the street witnessing stuff before. And I know, so we had this thing, and I've told John this, on, uh, when I was in Chi Alpha Christian Fellowship Ministry, they had this thing, the, you know, the acronyms. And John and I, were we all know about acronyms where we work. Our our company is full mm-hmm. of acronyms, but 
there is an acronym at Chi Alpha is called FAT. So you're fat, Joel. Okay, not real. You're not physically fat. You're spiritually fat. Meaning you're faithful, you're available, and you're teachable. You need all three components for to be a disciple of Jesus, basically, because you need to be faithful, you need to be available, you need to be teachable. And so that's why I was like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Joel, and you took on the job. And you're here now. Yeah, so. yeah it's good, good to be fat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, it's, good. it's great. Yeah. I wonder what an acronym would a spiritual acronym for skinny would be. Spiritual, kind, uh, <laughs> intuitive, intuitive. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's two ends? Naive? No. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So, anyways. John, yeah, yeah, you need to say more. Uh, Well, I'm you're doing a great job. I didn't want to, you know, steal. Well, I don't have honestly a lot of notes. Like that was kind of it. Like I have a few things that we could talk about today. I mean, I I basically had all my notes because I because what I wanted to do was so what I want to keep doing each week and each week in and out is that when we. Uh, talk about what we're learning in the the men's Bible study here at Venture. And so I thought was that way kind of give us some direction, so to speak, for each episode. And if we go on a bunny trail while we're, you know, talking about a certain thing, Mm -hmm. so say if it's like the woman at the well next week and we're like, yeah, and Jesus, yeah, but, you know, I also learned that Jesus is talking to this prostitute and blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, I'm saying like we can always like bunny trail on different like subjects, Mm -hmm. but at least we have one little like pinpoint to kind of like focus. Um, but this week I didn't really have that because we're starting at, off next week with the woman at the well and then just taking it from there and going and following along the men's Bible study. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, should we talk about the woman in the well? Again, well, we can, or? well, I mean, we already kind of did in a past episode, but I, I just well, thought... it's a good story. Well, I, dude, there's always things... To, I mean, that's one of the stories that you can read over and over again and always find something new about it mm-hmm. and insightful. And so, um, but... You know, I just thought this week we can just go around and talk about kind of like what we're learning in scripture or maybe or what we read in a book or in John's case, what he listened to on an audio book. Instead of reading a book, he listens to audio books. I listen, I listen to a lot so far hey, this week. So, <laughs> OK, here's a question for you, Joel. Sure. So John oh, I know. I know. knows he loves C.S. Lewis and Timothy Keller I'm John Piper, Charles Spurgeon. Do you have like a couple theologians or preachers that you you gravitate more towards? You know, there's um, there's been a, there's been at least one or two. Um, I'm I'm a fan of uh, a, a pastor named Alistair Begg. He's uh, oh, he's yeah. originally from Scotland, but he's yeah, been like he's a got pastor. That Scot- yeah, yeah, and so. I have to admit, like that a lot of it's just—it sounds cool to hear some guy with a, <laughs> some guys uh, preach with it. Can a, you try to do an accent? No, I, I don't think I should. <laughs> um, we won't lose listeners, Joel. No, I, I don't just have any. The, probably my favorite thing about the, the Scottish accent is the way that they pronounce the word. 
book, they say book instead. <laughs> and book. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is not really a good uh, impression. But yeah, I, I like him. I'm trying to think if anybody else um, comes to mind. I'm There, there was... Um, my mind's kind of blanking it at the moment, but um, yeah, I, uh, I I just kind of. Do you more listen to his stuff, or does he have books? Or he, he does he does have books. Um, I've I've more honestly just done more listening mm-hmm. of his stuff. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. What kind of sermons? Like, if you were to rate, say, there. I mean, I have probably five great sermons by John Piper that I absolutely love and I've re-listened to over and over. What's the one sermon that you've re-listened to over and over that just absolutely just spoke to you or, you know, um, just, I don't know, just gave you hope in a sense. I don't know if I'm making sense on that one. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there, there have been, um, I'm, I guess not the kind of person that like re re listens or, um, let me guess you don't re watch movies either. Well, no, I, I do. I, I do have favorite movies. I, and when it comes to sermons though, I, I guess I, I have definitely enjoyed, um, you know, his sermons and, uh, the, but he, there, there's just so many, I mean, he's, he's, like if you go on YouTube, you, you can yeah. like watch stuff from you know back in the like nineties and stuff that that have been you know 90s. transferred from. Yeah, obviously you know were originally on videotape or something, and they. I bet the, the, the sound so, quality is a lot different than now. I don't know, maybe. It's I, actually they're they're pretty good. Yeah, good uh, production value. It's just you know um, lower res. Mm-hmm. video i guess but um the the, the production is pretty good and so. you, know, you know who's a great um preacher to listen to he's um they have a uh, martin lloyd jones hmm. he's really cool to listen to he's really he's kind of like a charles spurgeon but he also has that i think it's a british accent Hmm. And I was on him the show a few episodes ago <laughs> saying I didn't like British accents, but for some reason yeah. I like Martin Lloyd Jones' British accent, <laughs> especially when he quotes Ephesians uh, 6, I think, or something when it's talking about, um, you know, put on the full armor of God. And he, and he said, you know, it's the wiles of the devil. Uh, in that verse, and he goes, the wells of the devil. <laughs> it's it's just really, really great. So, do you have a favorite Timothy Keller um, sermon, John? You know, no. No? I, I, I have a lot of, um, so like, if I'm going to listen to sermons, you know, I do like the Timothy Keller sermons. I listen to a lot of those. I also listen to a lot of the Bible Project. Um, right. Um um, one that that was Tim Mackey does, but he he has his own podcast, and I gotta get the name right so he can listen to real theologians. Uh, <laughs> hey, we're uh, no, explore, we're not really exploring my uh, exploring my strange Bible. Um, you know, that's the Tim Mackey um, exploring yeah. my strange Bible. Yeah, well, like, that's kind of a cool episode. Um, or yeah, cool, cool name. name. Yeah. yeah, and I thought. I mean, it's I'm, not as good as the Wrestling God <laughs> podcast, but you know, it's it'll, it'll work. But there's, there's <laughs> yeah. I, I bet think, they don't have sweatshirts. I mean, <laughs> I think uh, those are the ones that I really, I really enjoy. I, I enjoy all of them. I just, you know, 
just I like things that you can just meditate on for like the rest of the day and just think think of and you know pretty thought provoking podcasts. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. you know stuff I meditate on. John's the Bible. I mean, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's like the world's best-selling book. You know, yeah. it's it's pretty, it's pretty uh, powerful book. That's you know? <laughs> good. Yeah, yeah. I stumped you too. You guys yeah. chose podcasts and preachers. I chose the Bible. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I listen to podcasts a lot too. My favorite is probably uh, the Good Lion podcast. Mm. And it's um, and the one the one dude who kind of like runs the show on it. He, uh, he he's really listened to a lot of the Bible Project actually, and Tim Mackey's and all that, and Timothy Keller. So it's really great. Uh, you guys should listen to it because I've listened to. I'm not kidding. Every single episode. I think there's like 130 episodes. So wow. I've listened. Well, I mean, I got time at work. I mean, you're at, you know on the floor ten hours a day with pressing buttons. I mean, what else are you gonna do? You gonna listen to podcasts? So. so, what are you reading in your Bible? Ah, well, dude. Okay, so you want to hear something cool? I'm doing. Yeah. All right. So I got this notebook, and what I want to do this year. And I'm going to just make it a month goal. And I'm not even going to try to do the New Year's thing because no one ever follows New Year's resolutions except me. That I'm going to do this year with not buying big purchases spontaneously. Yeah, we'll but, see. Yeah, we'll see. I'll probably find something really nice and shiny and be like, I want that. I need that. I got to have that. And, but, anyways, that, but what I wanted to do this year was read through the whole Bible. Okay. I mean, and I may miss days. I may not read through the whole thing, but I at least want to get through most of it. Because I've never actually... Have you guys read through the whole Bible in a year? Or at least through the whole Bible? Not in a year. Not in a no, year, no. okay. <laughs> I have never... I've read most of the Bible, but there are certain books or whatever that I haven't read through. Mm. I've read most of it, but I haven't read all of it, and especially not in a year. So this year, I want to read through it. And so I thought, you know what? After I get the kids to bed, when it's quiet, mm-hmm. you know, when I got my perfect coffee in the morning with the sun lit. No, I'm kidding. I, <laughs> <laughs> people, that's unrealistic goal. Okay, just do it when you can. But um, and so I thought, okay, after Carver and the kids go to bed, I'm gonna I'm gonna read read my daily Bible reading sometime. And mm-hmm. so I did. So I do. And what I do is I, I have my journal out, and I, the first thing I do is I do a thanksgiving. I, I thank God what I'm thankful for that day. So, for like example, a few days ago, I did a thanksgiving of just God giving me grace over my life and pouring out His Spirit so I can pursue Him um, fully, and even though I don't understand everything. And... You know, and then I go through what I learn in my scripture reading. Like, what's the one takeaway? I don't need fifty things. I just need one to kind of like meditate on. And so, you know, the chronological Bible, you're uh, you're gonna go on Genesis first because that's just how time works. You know, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and well, that's where it all began. So, anyways, uh, it, it was. The, the first one was like the creation story and then it was like the fall of humanity 
and and so you know I wrote what I learned in that and then and then I get to another part where I ask questions like what's one question I have about this passage mm-hmm. and then uh, I do like a small prayer and like pray over it and so that's kind of what I've been doing the last couple of days and I gotta say I really uh, I really enjoy it um, it's a lot better than watching three hours of Netflix a night on TV and watching a bunch of people die on, you know, because most of the TV shows I watch, people die. So it's a little bit more (laughs) (laughs) refreshing. Well, I mean, I hate to break it to you, but there's going to be some Bible uh, content where (laughs) where people die. Genesis. (laughs) (laughs) Well, last night I did read, you know, about the first murder in human history, Cain and Abel. So, but you know what I'm saying? Like there, I mean, not that we can't get, you know, stuff out of like TV shows, but um, I don't know. Just to meditate on God's word is really good. That's cool. Good. So that's kind of what I've been doing. Like, uh, what do you guys been? What, how do so, you, how do you do your ba- daily devotions or whatever? Do you wake up in the morning, sip some coffee, have a little frou frou drink, and I <laughs> watch the sunset rise and. I, no, it's probably no not. usually I will um, when I wake up I will of course we're this far north I I turn on my artificial illumination source and your light yeah my light <laughs> next to my bed and uh, and wait for the sun to rise because it's kind of late these or cloudy hmm. or uh, you're gonna wait till about eight a.m. yeah I would yeah. know because I see the freaking sunrise in the morning anyways and so yeah i i just i'm i'm pretty lazy i just i do sit up in bed i got some pillows behind me and i turn on my lamp and uh pull out my my phone app and um i've been reading jeremiah okay and um yeah i just do like a chapter a day and oh so you just read a chapter a day i i that's yeah my very basic unsophisticated (laughs) method is is just to read a chapter i like it you know that's fine too yeah Yeah. i mean it's better than nothing so i mean yeah i know it's great i I think you know sometimes we like oh i gotta get through i mean if i get through the bible in a year awesome but i rather you know meditate on it more it's not about like attaining or like setting goal and ending it it's like am i growing through it while reading it Mm. and you know, I think that's the goal of like whether you read a chapter or a few verses, like are you meditating and thinking about God's word and having it hit your heart? So that's really good. What, what about you? What's your like daily devotion so, kind of like? Similar to Joel's. Okay. Um, at least so far this year, which we're only like very, we're not very far into this year, but I've just been, you know, in the mornings, you know, uh, before I go, um, to work or to the gym and then I will just have my breakfast and coffee and then I'll try to read a chapter um, of the Bible. Right now I'm in John. Um, I'm stealing it from our, I started because I wanted to read ahead for the the huddle. And so I just like, I'm like, Oh, this story. And then I kept reading ahead and I just started going a chapter. Like, I think I'm a few chapters ahead just to um, in John. Um, And so I really enjoyed that. But what I would like to do, is uh, I have a uh, the the common book of prayer. Um, 
Oh, yeah, you told me about yeah. that. Yeah. And I would love to to be a little bit more into that doing. I just really like the the prayers that it offers and it also has readings that you can do for the Bible so it gives you a little bit of a structure. I like structure. Yeah, I, I mean, do. I like too. I like you say, "Okay, so read read, you yeah. know, you're into this book of the Bible and then read this and and I think that would really help me because you know, sometimes you feel like you're too busy in the mornings, but you're you know, you you can have the time to Yeah. You don't have to do the full devotional. You can do the 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 kind of the family version one um, and I would just really like that structure and I would love to also do that with my family before bed yeah uh, but just a short and then it can be a, like my daughter's three so her yeah. just spans about 10 seconds you mean you can't but, read her a full but, chapter of but she's something. old enough to be like I'm thankful for mommy or something like yeah, that yeah. and then we can pray together and I think that would be really important you know for her mm-hmm. and then as she gets older she can read some of the yeah, yeah. some of these prayers out loud um and so that that is my my goal this year. Yeah, that's one thing I love about the chronological Bible. It's like here's your reading for the day. Once you get it done, you're done. Like you don't have to like. Eh, I mean, so I like it in that aspect. It's very yeah. structured based, mm-hmm. you know. And it, there's a goal, and I don't like. And it takes roughly about 15 minutes. You know, that's, that's it. And then I can kind of like slow down. I don't have to feel like I'm rushing through or anything and try to like read five, ten pages or I don't know. So, and you know, if I miss a day, I'm not going to, what I did last year was when I missed a day, I'd be like, well, I'm just going to skip that day and get ahead. But it's like, you know what? I wouldn't do that with a movie or, or, <laughs> or another book. Like if I missed yeah. a day of reading a, a, you know, a novel of some sort, I wouldn't be like, well, I guess I'm skipping chapter 15 today and going to chapter 21 and, and missing all this context so i was like you know what it's not about trying to get through it it's you know let's you know read read through it and so that's yeah hey you want to talk about a little bit of philosophy john and joel sure like in general go ahead yeah and joel so general philosophy go yeah general (laughs) philosophy you know like you know but I okay. So when I was reading the uh, Adam and Eve story, mm-hmm. like I was just kind of like, you know, I want to try to because you know how we uh, when we read the scripture, you know, we kind of get what, what's it called when they when you read something over and over again and you don't really even see it anymore. It's just like oh yeah, you know, it's like a you know oh yeah, Jesus died on the cross. Oh yeah, and you kind of become like numb to it, hmm. and you don't really ask questions like you did because your brain already knows the knowledge or whatever. I can't right. remember what they they call it, but um, but anyways, I, I, as I'm reading this, you know, uh, here's one of the questions I had. So when God said, "Don't eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, or else you will die," did Adam know? Like, did he know what evil was? Because what, because my thoughts are, you can't really know what evil is unless you know what good. And you can't really know what good is unless you know what evil is, right? Mm. Like, you have to have some standard to base it on. And Adam was living in a perfect 
sinless world where there was no corruption. I mean, we look at that now and we're like, oh yeah, I know what that's about because we're, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. We, we know that because we've, you know, seen uh, from our own experiences in life and we've seen in the Bible what evil is and everything. But from Adam's perspective, he had, I mean, there was no murdering, there was no lies. And so I'm just kind of like curious on your guys' thoughts about that because I was like, huh, like how would he know like good and like mm. evil without, you know, so what are you guys thoughts? Yeah, that, that's a really good point. I mean, cause it, I mean, all, obviously after the, the fall, like ev- everyone else is born with, you know, the, um, the, the fall, the fallen sinful nature, and yeah. so you you kind of have some innate sense of of what is good and evil. But um, yeah, for yeah, for, and, Ad, for Adam, he wouldn't. Yeah, and it's not like the the I mean the Ten Commandments were there. It's not like God's you know gave out the the you know the Ten Commandments. It was just like, well, don't eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, or else you die. Didn't even know about what death was because there was no death at that point. Well, mm. what? What, John? Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) That depends on how you interpret Genesis. Okay. And what Genesis. So I would ask you, what are you picturing in your head? And I think I know because I had the same picture of Genesis in my head is that there's this garden somewhere. Yeah. There's only two beings, two humans. Uh Uh-huh. And that is a different subject on what constitutes a human and then how old the earth is. So we're thinking earth shows up, garden, beings in a very short timetable, right? Days is what we we use. And then we say, okay, so now there's everything is perfect. Uh Um, But there is there is different ways to interpret Genesis because Genesis is not giving us a timeline. No, it's it is not. not. That's not its intent. Um, it's, it's a story and it's using a lot of poetry. So, so it's very possible that there was death, not mm. in the garden. The garden was, the, but outside the garden, mm. right? There's, there's, there's animals there, you know, there, there's, right. you know, there's lots of things that are going on, you know, if depending on how you think, how old you think the earth is. Right. So you can get into discussions about, well, what do you classify as a human? So are Neanderthals humans? And if they're not, right. and Adam and Eve were the first humans and they were plucked and put into the garden. Right. Uh-huh. So there would, would Neanderthals be, you know, would, would they know of each other? Because if, if the timelines are different, Right. Would not Neanderthals exist during the time of the first humans as they're rising through, right? They would not be part of the garden, but be outside of the garden. Um, it, uh, there's just a couple books. Um, yeah. The Genesis uh, – uh, uh, there's a uh, – sorry, I'll have to find them. The but, only thing I would say to that is, like, if there was death before sin in a row, because the, the whole point of the consequence – of sin is that there was death. So how was there death before there was sin? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do, no, I do understand that. Um, but I was also let me start this this thought process. First. <laughs> so the so the God so the Lord says, um, but the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. Uh-huh. The day you eat it, you will surely die. Now 
this is probably superficial and not a very good, like, well thought out thing. But I, you know, God just calls this tree the tree of good and evil. Does Adam really need to know what that means? Because no, I in, mean, in reality, he's saying, um, "Do not eat the fruit yeah. of this tree, this tree of good right. and evil." Because if you do, you when you do, you will surely die. Yeah. Um, and I do think that more of it's important that not so much did Adam know good and you know good right. and evil is more of will adam obey god despite his his knowledge or lack of knowledge yeah i think that's more the point of the it but i was just curious so i did yeah and earlier so i did a really really bad job <laughs> at <laughs> you, trying to trying to articulate theolog- my thoughts i am not theologian um, but i did read a book by the genealogical adam and eve uh-huh. um, by by s joshua swami das and i'm sorry swami das if that okay. is not how you um and it was very interesting because it's a geneticist and he's going through some of these um you know, trying to trace things back and how, right. you know, and I think it would kind of depend on how you view how old the earth is on these things, you know, but sorry if, for not being <laughs> clear. I hope, but anyways, Joel, do you have anything on? Yeah. What's your yeah, thoughts, Joel? You know, I, uh, he's going to be the tiebreaker here. <laughs> I'm kind of like that. I, I, maybe I'm like, Giving myself uh, a pat on the back or something, but um, I, I, I think it's here before creation. It, no, like, no, you know. <laughs> no. I, uh, I, I guess I'm, I'm sort of okay with treating it as as like a poetic um, thing, and um, you know, a poetic account versus you know, this is kind of a historical. Okay. Document, uh, but but, I, but then, um, but the only problem, like maybe with, sorry if I cut you off there. I'm really trying to be better at this not interrupting thing. <laughs> but the only the reason I say, well, like because Adam was in the genealogy of Jesus, and so Adam was a real person, right? right. So it was a, like a historical account. But it, yeah. Genesis also is poetry. Yeah. Right. I, I guess, you know, we, we kind of started off, you know, talking about the, the tree of, of the knowledge of good and evil and, and stuff. And, you know, is is that, you know, was it an actual tree? Was it a um, yeah. was there really, you know, apples or fruit or whatever on it? Um, mm-hmm. Was was it a concept? Right. I I guess I'm. Yeah. Depending on on your perspective what i'm talking about you know might be like heretical or, or something but it's uh um or not theologians jungle. yeah okay <laughs> it's yeah i mean it there, there's different ways of looking at it you know what 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 exactly you know i i, I think it, it's, it's it's okay just it's say, really, say what you want to no, say yeah i, I mean I, like, I, just my my take is it's okay to to take it at, at face value and and go yeah. okay you know they were they were in the garden and you know whatever you know encompassed to get finding out the right. you get the, dif- you, the you difference get, between good and evil it, it happened and yeah it may have been described poetically but all right you it, get your thought and I'll get my okay. thought I got right. you sorry right, so first um, and the re- what's kind of 
you know, I, I played with that idea of, of Adam and Eve being placed in the garden, and you know, yeah. and we were kind of when you, but. One of the, the one of the verses that I struggled with is Genesis is two fifteen, um, and it says the Lord God took the man, so He took him mm-hmm. and put him in the Garden of Eden, right? And to me, that's like you know, it's kind of leading humanity into this place where there was abundance and so that they could be fruitful and multiply. Um, and I wanted to play off of what Joel's kind of talking about. Right? And I don't know if this is correct, and I'm not a theologian. So, so but, <laughs> We're just going to emphasize that yeah, a lot. We're we, not yeah, theologians not, not make that clear. <laughs> um, so, but uh, this idea is... Think of the what what was the result of the eating of the fruit? So what happened? So what like I just kind of think of like deeper into what that meaning was, right? So he had this fruit and, and I think we fixate on the fruit because we we know what a fruit looks yeah, like. Yeah. Right? right. But what it was, right, was was human beings, um, we had this choice, right, to trust God and to live for him and uh-huh. and, and and to put him first. Um, and we could we we could do that, and we would surely live. Um, but instead, we decided to reach out and seize the power for ourselves. So, yeah. so when when Adam is tempted, um, you know he he's tempted by saying, "Well, he's you know he's being told he's like, well, you, he, God is keeping things from you. You will be like a god." Yeah. If you eat this fruit, you know, and I think right. we still fixate on the idea of a fruit. So it's like this yeah. magical fruit. And I, I don't know. I, I still also play the idea of like mm-hmm. the concept of like, hey, you know what, God, I think I got it. I know what to make me happy. I'm going to reach out and seize that for myself. Yeah. And that's the fall, right? That's the sin is because we've we've elevated things. Mm-hmm. And and like Augustine would say, right? Our loves have been dis- disordered. So yeah. now we have these things in our lives that we put above God, and and search for meaning and identity and happiness in them rather than in God. And then the whole world, once that happened, right? We were supposed to be stewards and and of this world, and all of a sudden now everything is broken, mm-hmm. and the brokenness and there's mistrust and you know, and it just spreads. Mm. So yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if that makes any sense. I don't. I, for me, the 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 idea of a magic fruit tree is very difficult um, to understand. It's like like the podcast we were talking about, My Strange Bible. That's a very strange yeah. story. No, I get it. And there is, and you know, I think it can be both. Really, I think it's poetry and it's literal. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say that is, you know, we believe some crazy things as Christians. I mean, we really do. I mean, uh, like. I mean, we believe in Trinity that God is uh, one in three persons. How that works, I have absolutely no no clue how, you know, Jesus was speaking with God the Father, but at the same time, Jesus was a man and God, fully God himself. Like, I don't know. And then on top of that is he died and he rose again, and we see all these miracles. So I take it as... Um, Face poetic and face value as literal because you know I take the cross as literal. I take really complex things that I don't understand as literal, uh, or you know. And so, like you know, like I just said, with Jesus being God, fully man and fully God, my brain does not understand that, but yet I believe it. And so, it's not really hard for me to see that. God created a you know a literal garden with a literal tree with a literal fruit that he said don't eat. 
So that's kind of like the thought process I come in from that. But I also do. It's very. It's a very poetic book. I'm not, you know, excuse or not excusing that. Is that the right word? Or I'm not disputing that. Disputing, disputing. disputing that. <laughs> I got it. So yeah, I I just yeah no that's good conversations and you know and some people. There will be some people that listen to this and be like, oh, I can't believe this. And, you know, as Christians, there are things that we stretch out our hand and we say these are open-fisted things that we can have agreements or disagreements mm-hmm. on and still be brothers in Christ. And there are closed-fisted things. And this is one of those open-fisted things. So, you know, we... You know, it's like my logo, the 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 fists and the cross, right? Um, you know, that's a symbolism of like we have like, you know, maybe sometimes we have like friction with each other, but because of the cross, because of the grace of God, you know, we can be united. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Where where are your thoughts, John and Joel? I've been talking for a few minutes, so. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, there's, I mean, there's, I mean, ultimately, you know, we, we want to agree on who Jesus is and, yeah. and, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. beyond that, it's, um, there's a lot of stuff in the Bible that's kind of up for, in, like, inter, like up for debate, I guess. And, um, people can have different, I, I, yeah. you know, aside, aside from the personhood of, of Jesus Christ that, um, you know, there's other, things that may be up for debate yeah yeah i know it's like last last week or a few weeks ago john and i were talking about um hell and um you know i have a very literal understanding of it john's more metaphorical we still both believe that you know jesus is the way truth and life no one gets the father except through him and there's still eternity eternal separation but how like what kind of like hell looks like Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. that could be up for debate because you know jesus did say literal things but he also said more metaphorical things and i was kind of like thinking about it a little Mm -hmm. bit i'm like you know like jesus did say metaphorical things like when he said you know rip out your eye and cast it off from you i mean he didn't mean that literally Mm-hmm. I mean, he he didn't like. He can talk with any theologian; they're going to say the same thing. There, it's not meant to be literal. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be like you're supposed to like hate your sin and and you know lust, pride, whatever, and just cast mm-hmm. it as far as you can and get rid of it and fight it against it. But he didn't mean to like take take a knife and just like <laughs> gouge it out, and you know. So he meant that metaphorically, and so. Could the descriptions when Jesus gave of hell be metaphorical? It could. Um, so, yeah, but anyways, yeah. that's just an example yeah. of. And then like I guess word. my thoughts, because um, you had yeah, my thoughts yeah. on this all thing was was that um, you know I just lost it. <laughs> Holy cow! Um, so we're talking like about fart brain brain fart. Yeah, yeah. Well, you give me the, the hell. Nope. Meant, no, nope. before that, uh, you asked us, what are Joel, what are our thoughts? Go. I know. I, I asked what your thoughts on what I just said about the open and closed fisted, fisted things. Uh, I, okay, so I think, <laughs> I think, think, uh, think approaching 
all things with humbleness, right? Yeah, yeah, with, for sure. with, especially when we're learning, um, you know, instead of saying, you know, you know, so here's the, you know, as Christians, right? We, we, we have, uh, unparalleled resources, right? To draw on, to be humble and loving mm-hmm. towards others, especially those who disagree with us. Right. And oftentimes when we are, are finding ourselves saying, those people are no good or I don't want to be around them. Right. Is this idea that we, we are putting something in front of God as our, our means of our identity. Right. So we're, you know, if, if, if it's true that, that we are saved through Jesus Christ and then God, that God loved us and sent his son for us. Right. And if that's our ultimate truth in there, I can listen to Joel or, or yourself uh, talk about, say something that, doesn't dispute that fact, like a the, the young Earth. If I'm talking to somebody who believes the Earth is young, mm-hmm. I don't need to say, "Well, I, I don't even want to talk to you. I want yeah, you to yeah, know, yeah, yeah, I don't sure. have anything to do with you, right?" Because because that's you know, you know it, the reason why I think people are like. You know, if there is a counter view mm-hmm. that opposes their view and they don't want to talk about it, is because I think that either one, they don't know that they're uh, they don't really know their position mm-hmm. so well that they can, you know, have a discussion with it and counteract oh, okay. it yeah. or they don't. And, and that could lead to, well, maybe I'm wrong mm-hmm. and, and I don't want my view destroyed yeah. and have everything that I thought was right be wrong. And I'll say another yeah. part of it would be that like, it's also could be their identity is wrapped up to it. So we, well, we yeah. look at our, our media, social media today, and there's a lot of, of anger, a lot of fighting and backlash, because a lot of times if you disagree with me, you're not only just disagreeing with me, you're disagreeing with my identity. I, yeah. I identify with this group of people or this philosophy or this ideology. And when you say that that's wrong or disagree with right. it, right, you're attacking me mm-hmm. personally, and so then you you must lash back out. But Christians' identity is wrapped up in Christ, yeah, and so we transcend all of that, right? So, so you Clark disagreeing with me, right, over something <laughs> small, right? We could we could argue about it or or have a discussion yeah. about it, yeah. I mean, but my identity at the end of the day is that that. Jesus Christ has rescued me, and through Him I am saved. And, and so, and I mean, send that. I mean, who knows? Like uh, opinions change all the time. Like mm-hmm. you know, I used to be a hard. I, uh, I almost said atheist. I, I meant Arminianism. <laughs> I Two used different to things be, there, but so, yeah, <laughs> very different things. So I, I used to back in college um, used to be more on the free will kind of side, and then uh, mid college I went to like the hardcore like predestination Calvinism side. And then now I'm kind of like in the middle and I'm like, so, uh, you know, opinions change over time. So your opinion on the old earth, I mean, could change my opinion on the old earth could change. Like, you know, my opinion on hell could, but, um, will I ever believe like that? Um, you know, you know, by the grace of God, will I ever believe that, um, there is no God or God didn't create everything and nothing created everything. I, you know, certainly hope not, you know, or will I believe one day that there's universalism and that everyone gets to be with God? And I certainly hope not because I, you know, I know what scripture says, but you know, I, but with the, the little, the little intricacies of, 
you know, the things that we've been talking about, mm-hmm. I mean, they shouldn't divide us. We can have a discussion, mm-hmm. give our sides. And that's, you know, that's what I want. You know, what, what do you got to say, Joe? We've been quiet over there <laughs> while John and I have been just babbling and rambling our uh, unprofessional theologian mouths out. Yeah, I'm, I'm just keeping my unprofessional theologian mouth uh quieter uh i i agree that uh yeah opinions change and our beliefs change obviously there's certain beliefs that like you said probably shouldn't or hopefully won't and uh yeah i i i just i just think that not sure what my point was (laughs) you kind of put me on the spot there but yeah, well, unfortunately, this isn't a scripted podcast, buddy. Right. So you gotta get good about yeah. being on the spot and know what to say at the exact right time. Yeah, I'm gonna have to work on that. Yeah, now you'll get better as time goes on. It's time marches on. Yeah, I had to join Toastmasters to get better at it. Are you getting better at you know being Johnny on the spot? Yeah, I think so. Get it, Johnny on the spot. You know what uh, I made it. I made a fun. I, I do know what no Toastmasters is. I, I was once tricked into going to a Toastmasters yeah. uh, meeting. Yeah, <laughs> How'd yeah. they go? Um, it it was okay. I yeah. Just, How did I didn't go back? But oh yeah, <laughs> I I probably should go did, again. But did you get it? I said Johnny on the spot, and your name's John. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I thought it, I thought it was good. Okay. <laughs> My wife would be very proud of me for making a punny joke. <laughs> so, we got about do you like huh? theology, philosophy. Like, do you enjoy theological discussions? Do you enjoy philosophical discussions? Or I, I think they're interesting. I it's probably not something that I like really savor mm-hmm. at doing or taking part in. But I I like listening to <coughs> to ideas being discussed and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a I'm not I'm not a big debate uh, myself kind of person where I, I enjoy I don't really enjoy argument or uh, trying to con- to make a convincing argument. I well, okay, I'm, explain but, this to me. Then what about the street witnessing? Because that's kind of like discussing. Yet you're kind of uh, in a sense of uh, trying to convince somebody that they need Jesus. I, I think again, it's, it's something that I'm, you know, I've done it a few times, and I, I've, uh, I can definitely improve on it. <laughs> I, uh, so the way I guess the way I look at that is the uh, the gospel is something that, regardless of how badly I I present the gospel, the the fact that I'm trying to present the gospel is. Oh, it, yeah, it, sure. it, yeah it, it glorifies God in some strange way, and <laughs> some some really oh for yeah the, it's about where your heart's at yeah, yeah and and so the way I look at it, it it's like okay I I just need to make make whatever amateur attempt I I can make and and really the out you know the outcome whether I'm convincing about it it's kind of irrelevant it's it's worth stating it's worth preaching it's worth talking about whether it whether it's done well or or 
Yeah. Or not. This idea yeah, of doing it just to please the father. It's a, a son just doing, yeah. yeah the, you well, know, it just, I just want to bring a smile to your face and you will do something. With, he can yeah. do something with whatever we give him. Yeah. You know, yeah. that, hey, who knows? You, yeah, I mean, you could have led more people to Lord than me. I blabber mouth like know it all self. So, I mean, you never know. I mean, it's possible. And even in, I mean, even if it, like nobody, yeah, it's yeah. it's still worth doing. Yeah, yeah. even if no one did, yeah. I mean, that's not the point. The point is that you're being obedient. I mean, the point isn't to get, um, you know, a success out of it. I mean, you're reading Jeremiah right now. Guess what? The dude did not have success at all, but yet he still did it, and he still obeyed God mm-hmm. by tell by telling the Israelites, God's people to repent of their sins and they didn't. And, and so he didn't have a great success rate, but God was still, um, you know, God, God knew where Jeremiah's heart was in that. So that, I think that's what counts the most is where, you know, where is your, your heart when you're following, you know, Christ. Mm. Yeah. So next week. Yeah. Well, Hey, before I finish that, actually. so like, um, I actually have a great quote to end and then we can do talk about next week. Okay. You want me to, ta- you want to talk about next week or, and then I do the quote at the end or should oh. I do the quote now and then do the quote. But, but you got the, you got the quote up. Let's, let's right. do it. All right. So this is, man, dude, this is, uh, this is such a great New Year's quote. And I know this episode is going to be posted in February, but because um, we're a few days after New Year's, but it, it's it, it, dude, it's so good. It just it puts your mind in. It's one of those poems that puts your mind into perspective. And it's actually um, I found it on. You remember Andrew, who we did uh, witnessing with? Yeah, yeah. So uh, he posted it on his Facebook, um, but he. He's such an awesome, stellar dude. But anyways, so a poem for the New Year's. All right, you guys ready for this mind-blowing piece of art? And no, an AI did not do it. Okay? did You you need to listen to episode two of this podcast mm-hmm. because uh, I, I... Was, I, was I, it AI-generated? It was AI-generated. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, you need to listen to it. It's great. But anyways... Um, it will not make much different difference, friend, a hundred years from now, if you live in a stately mansion or on a floating river scow. If the clothes you wear are tailor-made or pieced together somehow, if you eat big steaks or beans and cake a hundred years from now, it won't matter about your bank account or the make of car you drive or the truck you drive for that matter for the grave will claim your riches and fame and the things for which you strive there's a deadline we all must meet and no one will turn up late it won't matter then all the places you've been each one will keep that date we will only have an eternity what we gave away on earth when we go to the grave we can only save the things of eternal worth what matters friend the earthly gain for which some men always bow for your destiny will be sealed, you see, a hundred years from now. And this poem is by Walden Parker. I don't know who that is, but it's some 
some po- poetic guy. Mm-hmm. But I, I love that because it puts in to perspective to always like and, and not that there's anything wrong with eating a cake or going on a vacation or any of that there's nothing wrong with that but the whole point is is don't strive for earthly things but as in jesus's sermon on the sermon on the mount which i watched the first episode of the sermon yesterday of season three of the chosen yesterday mm. um jesus was on the sermon on the mount and he's like you know that part of seek first the kingdom of god and you know all this will be added to you and you know god will provide our needs like you know the birds of the air have eat and feed and you know have nests how much you know you're worth more to god than those, those sparrows and so you know it, it just take in that like Thing of like 100 years from now you know my truck it, you know as as much of a bad expense as it was at 5,000 you know it's not going to matter like accept it move on let's focus on the kingdom of God like let's focus on discipleship and mm. I really love that poem like let's you know seek you know just seek first the kingdom of God and that's and that's what you know I, I want out of this this you know, relationship with you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I agree. Yeah. You too. Yeah. So you got anything else, John? No, I was going to say checkmate Western secularism, oh, but, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I jest. So <laughs> checkmate, you're done. Western secularism, the American dream. You have been dethroned. Uh, but, what about you, Joel? You got any last words for your first debut? I, I, Scott, I was like, yeah, it's Joel's debut today. He's like, you mean debut? I'm like, well, there's a T. He's like, the T's silent. I'm like, freaking English, man. Why you got to put a T in there? You were educated in Idaho, huh? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Me too, man. Unfortunately, I was. I have a very bad uh, pronunciation with words, so I don't know how to pronounce words real well. So, yeah. Anyways, well, are you guys? Yeah, I, I should probably just uh, escape with the, with my first episode, and uh, yeah, without making too many um, major uh, gaffes that I <laughs> might do. So, yeah, well, uh, it's dude, been a, been a pleasure, dude. I'm excited to have you on. So mm-hmm. please, Me like, too. guys, and this isn't. I mean, I know I created the podcast and everything, but this. Um, I want you guys to be a part of it. Don't act like your guests. Like when I'm saying something, you're like, I got a thought Clark and you know, just say it, say it. You don't have to be, you know, meek about it or anything. Just go for it. I want you like, just do it. Just do it. it. Shiloh buff. Just do it. So, anyways. So, well, next week we're going to discuss women in the well, right? Yeah, women so, in the well. That I think will be interesting, and I think we all bring unique perspectives to that. Oh, for and sure. I think we should. will be just a really fun conversation. And then you know we've also had we're going to have like what three weeks on it so far. So Clark gave us one week on the huddle. Scott did. A and second Scott week. Scott did another week. Scott, we're going to get a third week week. from Scott. Yeah, and then. Um, and then I guess Clark's seen the chosen. Yeah. <laughs> so there's there's another one right there. Dude, the chosen episode of that was so good. So so good. Have you seen Oh man. You watch that. Which season was that in? 
the second. The second season. Okay. Was it the second? Yeah, I'm pretty I sure it was, it was the first. The, was it the first? Uh, yeah, it was the first because okay. it, the, the 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 first season ended with the woman at the well. Okay. Because it went You're from right. it was the yeah. Nicodemus at seven and at eight was the woman at the well, and then it ended with her going into mm. the town and yeah. So I'll be sure to watch that by next yeah. Time wa- that, watch yeah. Chosen season one episode eight. Okay. And then but read it yeah. too. But yeah. also read <laughs> it yeah is, because the show takes a lot it. of liberty. Yeah. It's very good, but you can't you know take yeah. it as by because you know most of the stuff that they put in there is not from the Bible, but I mean, mo- like eighty the dialogue, the dialogue, the dialogue, yeah, yeah. 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 like the story in it, but the interactions with the disciples. I mean, that's a lot of liberty, but I really love how they do it. I mean, I, I just I love it so much. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite. Christian Matthew shows. is my favorite. So, I, in that yeah. show. I like Peter. Did you, Did you watch uh, episode one? Of the, first, uh, the, of the season one. three, yes. yeah, I loved it when Peter was like wanting to, you know, be alone with his wife, and then like Andrew or somebody comes over, and he's just like frustrated. He's like, "I want to be alone with my wife." Uh, I just, I just love that that human aspect. I, I, it's 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 great. So, anyways, that's your homework is to read. Woman at the Well, Joel, right, obviously and watch uh, The Chosen. And that's what we'll discuss. I'll watch, again, The Chosen episode, and we can discuss that and discuss at the actual Bible of it. So Cool. Cool. All right, well, thank you guys for listening. I know we've gone over an hour now, but you know what? That's what we do when we're friends, and we're just talking, talking shop. Talking, yep. talking shop, and talk, yep. having real talk. Sure. So, anyways, uh, we will be back next week. God willing, God bless, and peace be with you. That's nope. a good episode, guys. I really appreciated that. Nope.